Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of the Perth Footy Podcast. Cal and I are absolutely stoked to be back. There is some awesome results from the weekend. On today's show, Cal and I will review our round one clash against each other. Uh, Uni did versus TAs and it was an awesome game of amateur football. We will, just, we will dissect some interesting results in Cal's newest segment, Where's Wally? We have a special guest. We've blown the budget. Xavier Ellis will discuss... His time playing across all different levels of footy and how West Coast somehow managed to give him a game post-retirement in the B grade and, of course, everyone's favourite segment, Wally Box. Hello and welcome, everyone. We're back. Cal and I, we've been... Gifted another episode. David Armstrong hasn't pulled us um, after last week. We're stoked. We are stoked, Jake. It's good to be back, mate. It's great to be back. Cal, how was your weekend of footy, mate? It was a very good weekend of footy, I thought, Jake. I mean, not so much for you personally, but I thought it was, it was a very... It probably wasn't the most ideal weather for round one, would you say? It wasn't. It was blowing an absolute burning gale. Yeah, um, I had to. Had, yeah, yeah, how would the uh, was it something to do with the, the gazebo setup in the morning, or how did you yeah, get there, mate? Look, the, the marquee setup was a tough one. It was a, it was a very tough start of the day for me, and as most people um, would know that are involved with a football club, um, anyone that does volunteering is on a committee. Obviously, ground setups a very important part Absolutely. of uh, any football club. I'm, I'm sure many people have done it uh, in the past. Um, uh, we had just bought a couple of brand new, brand spanky marquees, like literally it opened up the box. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is probably just me being an idiot. I've just gone, look, yeah, we'll just get them up. Like, how good, round one, super excited. I didn't really take into account how strong the win was. <laughs> I've got the Colters to set them up and I've helped them do it and we've taken the box down. I was like, oh, it's pretty blustery, but like, they're, you know, they're from Bunnings. Like, yeah. we love Bunnings. These will hold strong. I'm up in the canteen just doing a, a bits and pieces and it's um, almost Colts bounce down. And uh, I just look over to the ground just to make sure you know, all the goal pads and stuff are there and I just see this marquee just doing little backflips across the <laughs> athletics track. And that's uh, probably 250 bucks uh, going down the drain. So if anyone knows a better uh, uh, marquee solution, I'd love to hear it. But uh, very tough start to the day. Life of yeah. a president though, mate. It's good to see you out there first thing in the morning helping the setup and stuff. But no, it wasn't a day for marquees and gazebos, mate. It wasn't a good day for foot skills either. Uh, but it was a good day for my boys, Trinity Aquinas, getting over the line you know, pretty late in the game. Uh, I, I still got it, you know, I thought you went okay, Jake. I mean, I, I still think a Royal Commission's needed into whether we allow stats for kick-ins. You know, it, it is a... Fr- it is a fr- and James Sicily came out and tweeted saying you shouldn't get a stat for that. I, I, look, I've got to be honest, I'm probably with him. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear what you think because I know it's a very... I, I would love to be a defender who can kick the ball somewhat. So well, get to mate, if they take away... Touches from kickouts, and I'd probably almost get donuts every game. So, um, <laughs> welcome to half forward. Mate. Exactly right. Well, yeah, uh, I'm pretty quick to grab that footy as soon as yeah. the behinds kick, and I run to that square and just run straight out. But I mean, that's your role, mate. That's, that's my that's role. Fun. It's to either try and spoil the ball or just run out of a square and try and kick it down the line to to the ruckman. So it's a pretty simple role. Um, yeah, I'd like. Look, that's probably. I'll, I'll take that feedback on board. Yeah, yeah um, I'll just. I'll, I'll, just I'll look at the review with the coaches. We'll break down. We'll go into the lab and we'll see how I can improve. But yes, it was a, a great game out of football. 
Um, and same as last year, we had a nail biter by you know about the same yeah, sort of margin last year. So, and that's why we love playing our most football because we've got a really good relationship, um, Trinity and, and University, and um, it was game was played in great spirits. It was very contested. The wind was definitely a, a pretty heavy factor, but it was you guys. Kick the goal, I think, about a minute and a half, two minutes to go. Not long to go. Um, big, big Mark Deeves. Mark Deeves and, and I think, 45 out. I think probably. a minute and a half to go. Is that when you came and stood on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. That's <laughs> where Jake, Jake, to our listeners, Jake came across and thought, all right, well, who, who's the most dangerous footballer at the moment? And it's not the 31-year-old who's standing at half forward and hasn't moved for a couple of minutes. But, you know, it was a pretty, for those two minutes we played on each other, Jake, you You'd probably say it was, you know, we, we shared the chockies there. Oh, well, basically just doing cardio out there, Cal. Um, I went and stood next year. We just looked at a couple of ball-ups. Uh, and we're like, we'll just get the siren to go because I was out of my feet. I got the double calf cramp round one, which isn't the greatest way to start. And I'm not usually a big cramper, but um, I got sniped in both calves um, pretty early. And um, I've never been one to sit on the physio bench and, you know, get the the, the, uh, the heat rub. But um, I made sure... The physio earned his bucks that day because I could barely move by the end of the game. I'm not 21 anymore, mate. Yeah, you're not, yeah I don't know how that feels. I'm mate. getting very old. Well, nonetheless, um, was a very good day of, of footy. Draw in the twos game, which was pretty close. You know, you never want to see a draw, but the boys fought it out there. Pretty pretty good way to start round one. It was say, a mate. very good way to start round one. And, and I suppose if you're going to slightly critique my game, I did notice, and I, I've always thought you're a team player, Cal. Yeah. You, you, you very much um, you know get around the boys. Um, we even showed on our so, social media that you, you got the jumpers and you yep. watched the jumpers. Um, but you did take the ball, I think, in the fourth quarter and, and you had a shot at goal. And yeah. instead of centering it, you tried to go the... The, the banana the right foot check side right yeah. foot check side for a little, I think a little bit special and you've yeah. just bellied it and it's gone pretty much left it didn't, it, instead it, of right yeah, it didn't go it didn't go anywhere near it and, and you know that's um you know that's small forward craft you know I, 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 I did enjoy seeing Tromby I think he kicked four you know we're all I'm all about the small forward cartel and you know really bringing a presence to the game look mate it was you know sometimes it could be a little bit surprising having, having that much time and the ball in your hands I should have kicked it unfortunately bellied it right across the other side of the ground and that was my one chance to kick a snag and, and unfortunately I don't even think you register that as a point as it gets knocked through so no so but, you know low percentage play by I think, yourself you know if, if we're having a best and fairest throughout the year you know honesty policy kind of thing and we did a two and one vote between the both of us I, look I think you took the chockies mate you get the two votes leading into round two I'll take the one um and in the Perth Footy Podcast, Best and Fairest, you're ahead by one vote at this one stage. Look, I'll, I'll take that because that's probably the only votes I'm going to get all year from any coach or, or player alike. But that's okay. Um, so everyone doesn't get bored and we just talk about ourselves for you know 45 minutes. Um, we've got a new segment, um, which I would love to introduce. Let's get into Around the Grounds with Where's Wally. Where's Wally? Did you Where's Wally? Where, 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 where's Wally? Oh, now, brand new segment. We've uh, saved it for this week because we actually had something more to talk about yep. as opposed to last week's episode. Run us through what Where's Wally is. Yeah, okay, Where's Wally? We want to go around the grounds. We want to see, I'm going to keep a particular eye on certain games. I'm going to look at every single result. If there's anything that I think is pretty special worth talking about, it's going to be on Where's Wally? Another good initiative from you, Jake. A lot of people will probably think I'm stamping my name on a lot of things, but Jake is willing to share the load here, which is a good 
good thing in a team sort of aspect, especially in this podcast. So I've gone, I've gone and looked at a few games, Jake, and a couple have really stood out to me, so I'm going to get into it. Um, C3. We're going to go to C3 first, Mark. Brentwood Borragoon versus Nolamara. The, the Bulldogs, Brentwood yeah. Borragoon. Oh, podcast favourite. Podcast favourites. Anyway, they, they were the favourites on the weekend. 30 goals, 16, 196. Defeated Nolamara for solitary points. Now, this was the biggest winning marginal I saw over the weekend, Jake. So this is huge. This is massive. And and look, it's a real, it's a real don't come Monday vibe for the Nolamara boys, really, isn't it? Like it's you know, round one you get beaten by thirty goals. You know, I'm not sure what the breeze was doing down there, but yeah, you know, that's a tough way to start the year, isn't it? Yeah, it must have been a, a you know a Brett Lee pace to one end. It's and, yeah, and I think the reserves won by twenty three goals. So it's. You know, it's a, it's a big day for Brentwood Borgoon. You, you, you probably celebrate in style. Jeez, I, mean, I wonder if Brentwood Borgoon wants someone to kick out from fullback. I love them that team. <laughs> but not a lot of points going on. But that's a big result for the boys there. So hopefully they've set their season off massively well. They'll go into round two with a heap of confidence. Going to go across to C2 now, mate. Mozzie Park defeated Coolbinia. Mosquitoes. Yeah, I wanted to make, mention the Mozzie Park boys. I mean, 18-10-118 defeated Coolbinia by about 10 goals, 7-8-51. Look. I wanted to mention this one because they've come up a grade after winning the flag last year in C3. And to win by 10 goals in round one, that's pretty massive. Stamping your mark on the competition. Very, very good to see. I think Jamie Glaskin's going to be pretty important for the Mozzie Park boys. Uh, can swing both ways. Very versatile. So hopefully they have a big... The boys in the GT, the Golden Triangle, they have a good year. Um, which I'm, I'm pretty excited by that. You, you want to see your, the teams that come up competitive from the get-go. Now, B grade, Jake. There's, there's one team in B grade that I'm, I'm massively on. Like, and I think they might have hit us up on the socials. So I'm, I'm getting in early. My Basso boys, Bass and Dean, defeated Ocean Ridge. 12-7-79, uh, defeated Ocean Ridge 7-15, whatever that might be. These are my boys, Jake. I'm calling it early. Um, I mean, an accurate goal kicking might have cost Ocean Ridge a bit. But I think Bass and Dean, these are, they, this is the team or one of the teams that's going to be Joining us in A grade yeah. next year on the march. That's mate. That's just. I, I think they've got a couple of old heads. They picked up a couple of recruits. Del Barello's a pretty handy recruit. The old heads, like your Mackays, your Burnhams, your Fernandos, they've been around a while. They were very close last year, and I reckon they've started their season off flying. And I reckon they're going to be my. They're going to be my team. If you don't mind, Jake, I'm going to be following pretty. That closely can be your team, mate. I'll let you have that. Yep, I, I feel like they'll play a brand of footy that's probably not the same as me, but I reckon they are the team to watch in our B grade. And they might be fine for a couple of transfers for you if you're you're going to keep talking about that much. Well, mate. I got it. Yeah. Delbrello, Cowally, but, Car Ford line. Right? Well, I think it's important to know so all the clubs out there and all our listeners. Look, I can be bought. You know, you give me a better positive feedback, and I'm happy to jump on the bandwagon and promote your team. Packet of chips in a power. Yeah, probably. it's pretty easy. A can of coke usually goes a long way as well. A um, couple more games here. C1. I wanted to mention C1. Uh, Warmbra Swans versus Carlisle. Warmbra didn't quite get it done. Carlisle were too strong. 13 16 94. Defeated Warmbra 6 12 48. Look, a lot of I, points. Yeah, understandably in the breeze. You know, mm. they've probably lost a couple of marquees on the weekend. That's fine. Um, I want to mention Warmbra. Uh, Ben Vogue has played his 400th game for them on Saturday. That's 400 games. I think I couldn't fathom playing 400 games of football. It, it's it's, it's honestly, unbelievable, and I think we, it deserves a mention because that's just a, a, a what an effort. And look, you would have thought Warmer going in a pretty confident, you know, you know, real sentimental game, but unfortunately they couldn't get it done. They've had the return of a couple of prodigal sons in in Luke Shepherd and, and Geordie Adams, and they just couldn't get the chockies for Ben. 
Carlisle were just too good. Maybe that's it could be a big year for Carlisle. We'll wait and see in the C1. Um, but having the addition of young Tom Moore in the midfield probably helps a little bit. But uh, to Ben Voges, congratulations on your 400 games, mate. That's um, that's pretty special. That's a lot of football and that's a lot of love. And all at one club, mate. That's uh, being a one-club player. That's what everyone dreams of. I don't think we've had 100 games between us, Yeah, Cal. no. Well, we, and that's and that, at the end of the day, that's why 400, you really respect that sort of stuff. It's unreal. Last game for me, mate, in Where's Wally? And I think it's it's you've got to mention probably the big standout in, in, in A grade. There's one A grade game that stood, stood out to me. And I think they've stamped their mark on the comp. And they're going to be the big movers this year. Kingsway defeating Wembley. So Kingsway, 9-8-9, defeating Wembley, 10-4-64. Look, I think these guys are the big movers and shakers in the top grade this year, Jake. I think they're going to be ones to watch. I think when the Coke can, Kyle Halligan kicks a lazy seven snags, I mean, that definitely helps. He's, he's going to be a massive focal point for them. But, look, I, I think they... I think they've been thereabouts the last couple of years, but a few handy additions this year. I think Rowan Brooks is pretty excited at the helm down there. But yeah, this that was the big. It's hard to win by ten goals in a ten goals in A grade footy, and to do that round one is is pretty special. So one of the toughest road trips to go out to to Kingsway. Yeah, um, in that big sporty complex. It's yeah. a big deck. Um, they've got you know very passionate supporters. Good, um, good club. They let you know about it, which is yeah. good. That's yeah. what we love our most footy. Absolutely. And again, as we said last week. They have some great canteen food, yeah. beer on tap. Great place to watch footy. It is a great place to watch footy. And it's it, they play their home ground pretty well. So they're going to have a big year. And I reckon if they keep bringing... They bring as much off-field as they do on-field, it's going to be a good year for the Kingsway mob down there. I think they're... Are they Roos? Kingsway yeah. Roos? Yeah, Kingsway Roos. Or yeah. Rockets? Or I, I think they're juniors or Rockets. But yes, good win by the Kingsway boys. That's it for Where's Wally for this week, Jake. Look, that's a great debut episode. You happy uh, with that? Segment, sorry, segment, yeah. of, uh, of Wally Box. And I nah, think that only, I think it's stronger. That's Where's Wally. Oh, Wally sorry, Box Where's Wally? Yeah. You should be hosting the podcast, not me. So, <laughs> um, Where's Wally? That's a great, yeah, well, great start. Yeah, we'll go with it. Again, we're happy to receive feedback. You know, if we want to try and spin Jake's name into it somehow, like Jake takes a cake or, nah. you know, no, nah, well, it's not going. Yes, we'll, we'll yeah. keep yeah. your name on it. No, that's all good. Uh, and look, leading to that, a special guest coming up next, Xavier Ellis. Gaff to Darling, clever handball. Ellis with a yard, that's all he needed, Xavier Ellis. Fine finish from the good defender. Comes to Ellis, he's a good finisher, and he's finished. He doesn't mind a goal, Xavier Ellis. The West Coast get their biggest lead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our special guest segment. We've absolutely blown the budget, as we said earlier in the podcast. I've been joined by the biggest personality I think we've ever had um, on this pod, episode two, obviously, but, you know, he, he is Mr. Perth. He's on absolutely everything, Waffle, AFL, Triple M Radio, buses, bus stops. Zay, is there anything you're not the face of, mate? Uh, no, you're right. Um, you can remove the special part, though, mate, just a guest. <laughs> yeah. who, who was your guest last week? Uh, it was just me and Cal. We were just okay, no, I've got you trumped. I've got you trumped. Cal, I've got Cal trumped too. You've got Cal trumped too. <laughs> Cal's only done so much uh, in his life. Mate, we, we appreciate you um, coming on the pod. Obviously, Cal was a bit scared um, and, and couldn't make himself available for, for this part of the podcast. And I think it's because of the fateful day you two actually came up against each other. Um, and Cal did have this little bit of the segment um, for you to listen to. Right, so there is one experience playing against Xavier Ellis for me personally, Jake. It was when I was running around at Perth, 
he was playing for Swan Districts. He just come out of the AFL and um, look, we we kicked eight goals in the first quarter. We were up and about. I remember we'd kicked eight goals because I'd hit the eight from outside fifty, but that's not the point. Anyway, Swans being a more experienced team, they were coming back a little bit and look, Zay probably wasn't in peak playing condition. But in the second quarter, I think he was lining up for his third. Beautiful, beautiful set shot for goal. He's lining up for his third, and I was a little bit worried. It had an impact on the game for about 15, 20 minutes. And as he was walking in, I, I said to him, well, you're looking pretty fat, Zave. And I said those words, and you know, I look back on it, you, you, know, you, you, shouldn't, Nate, you shouldn't shame blokes like that. But as Zave was walking in, I've said that, and he's literally still walking in. He turns and looks at me and goes, yeah, but I'm about to kick my third for the quarter. And then kept walking and then just went bang. What do you make of that? So it's funny, I met Cal a couple of times. I was obviously a country Victorian, not obviously, I was, I'm a country Victorian lad. I moved to WA not knowing a single soul. Uh, and I ran to Cal a few times when I wasn't in the waffle and thought I, I knew him enough to say hello and stuff like that. Now, he's pretty accurate with what happened. They kicked, I reckon, the first eight goals of the game, and it was my first game at Swan Districts. Uh, and I took a mark in the second quarter, and it, I heard a comment saying something like, you're a fat something. And it, and it got my attention, which I, I, I'm, that stuff doesn't hurt me. We're off a duck's back. And to be honest with you, it didn't hurt me at all, hence why I actually turned around to find who it was. And then as I was on my walk in to kick the goal, he said it again. Uh, and for some reason, I didn't stop walking and argued with him as I walked in. And then I did kick the goal um, from a little way away. And Ooh, at, Plus 50? We can, it might have been about there. But, but it's grown over the years from about 40. It was like Melbourne Blight. Anyway, um, and I, as soon as I hit my foot, I knew exactly where that was going to land. And I turned around as quick as I could and uh, I saw Cal scurrying back to the back line super quickly. So it's pretty accurate. But the only thing he did uh, fabricate was the fact he said um, that he kicked the goal in the... Um, I think he did say kick the goal. Kick the goal. But That's I'm looking at the stats right now, Coles. Six handballs for the game. No kicks. Six handballs for Cal for the game. So he's playing football and he did not actually get any purchase. <laughs> he should he should be playing European handball. Oh, but I did see mine actually. Fifteen kicks, twelve handballs, twenty-seven disposals, six marks, and four goals. So you've had more stats in one game than Cal's had in his whole. Nah, it was it was funny actually. I've seen him since Cal, and I'm, I'm spewing he's not here because he's a good he's a good character, but. Uh, no, that was funny. He um, he went pretty hard on me, and I was a bit of a smart ass. If he back. told me six handballs, there's no wonder he, he didn't come on the pod. Don't know about the Jeez, story, so kicking him from 50. But anyway, yeah. there we'll, you go. We'll call it outside 50. Look, mate, that's that's a great insight in, into Cal, I suppose. You, you're probably one of your biggest regrets in your career so far is you actually haven't get to lace him up against me, uh, but we'll talk about that later. We can do that one day. We can do that one day. Um, mate, obviously you're from um, country Victoria, uh, Lakes Entrance, uh, well, I, I, I say Lakes Entrance, but the next town on is called Lake Ties Beach, which is about 300 people, and it's a pub and a, a general store. So uh, that's where I grew up, um, literally on the end of a surf cliff. So you could hit golf balls off the cliff into the drink or 
I don't know. I don't want the Sea Shepherd to chase me for that, but uh, <laughs> we won't tell him, mate. Yeah, no. It, yeah, five hours from Melbourne, four and a half hours from Melbourne. Five so hours. out and out country boy, and obviously we know, um, especially in WA, how important uh, you know football is to country towns, and, and you know we we see their supporters out in droves, um, you know, getting around their their local team. What was country football like for you? back over in uh, country Victoria. Mate, it was everything. Uh, I still remember as a kid at the age of, um, my old man was president of the Lakes Entrance Football Club. So when you say Lakes Entrance, you're not wrong because that's where we had to go play footy. Um, and I still remember as a kid, like I used to go in on a Saturday morning uh, and we used to have the pig in the barrow. I don't know if you've ever heard of that being a city slicker. I've never heard of that. Man. We used to have Sorry. a pig in a wheelbarrow with veggies and a box of beer and all that sort of, and we used to go from every single shop in Lakes Entrance and everyone bought raffle tickets to win the pig in the barrow. And at three-quarter time, I'd walk around with the sign, B, B63 red, and you'd come pick up the wheelbarrow full of meat and uh, beer and vegetables. And that was a fundraiser for the footy club. It was everything. We'd get there at 8 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning and would stay to probably, you know, my parents might like saying this, but probably 10.30 midnight at <laughs> night or whatever it was when they'd finished um, finishing a beer or two. So it made country footy and, and the ability to... And it makes me a little bit sad to see the state of some teams and, and, and teams merging. I don't think there's anywhere near enough support from the AFL uh, for country football. Um, and, and it does. I see teams folding and, and disintegrating, which is which is a shame. Obviously, they've got, fun, got to fund a lot of things, but country footy is definitely missing out. And I suppose country footy, as we, we do know, it brings towns together. It's something that um, that towns look forward to on you know on Saturdays or Sundays. Their whole week is almost you know built around it. Um, with you playing your junior footy, you obviously um, proved to be quite a good player um, and a pretty skinny sort of winger, half forward, half back, a bit of Mr. Fix-It, I suppose. You did get to play in uh, you know, the state game, Victoria State under-18s, I believe, and that is littered with AFL talent, if you want to share who was in that That's side. That's funny. So we'll start with our under-18 Gippsland Power side. And our starting midfield for Gippsland Power was... Um, so Gippsland, for those that don't know, starts maybe an hour out of Melbourne and then goes, it, it's like six and a half hours long, but small country towns, a lot of no towns. It goes to um, almost where the bushfires were, Malakuta, um, a long time last year. Um, our starting midfield was Trent West, who won a, a premiership yep. at Geelong. Geelong and Brisbane player. Uh, Scott Pendlebury. He's all right. He speaks for himself. Dale Thomas, uh, champion Collingwood Carlton. Uh, myself in the in the middle, and then the team was Jay Nagel at full forward, Lockie Hanson centre half forward. Um, oh man, I shouldn't have named people because there's, there's about twelve of us that got drafted. So um, yeah, it was a pretty decent country team. And then our actual Vic country side uh, bottom age was like Travis Boak, Joel Selwood, Scott Pendlebury, um, uh, Dale Thomas, obviously, uh, Sean Higgins, uh, Sean Grigg. Uh, mate, there's a li- list is that long, um, and our record in three in three games in that under eighteen carnival was Norton three. We lost every game by about forty, which absolutely baffles me. I don't know how that's physically possible with the the players that they are now, um, and you know you've listed off some absolute guns. I don't know how you've gone Norton three there, but from that you've been taken pick three by the Hawthorne Footy Club, mm-hmm. um, maybe. You know, you've said they might have been watching a couple of different games. Um, no, and you've slipped. Or were, were no, you I got Rob, mate. You got Rob. You should have been one. No, I should have been in front of Daisy. You reckon you got <laughs> Daisy covered? <laughs> no. Um, no, no. So Daisy, as I said, Gibson, he was two. I was three. Pendlebury was five. All from the same little team. So, 
Um, we won the grand final that year. Played the curtain raiser to uh, West Coast Sydney, the one Sydney won in 05, so um, on the MCG. But uh, no, yeah, pick three, man. I never thought I should get drafted even. So, um, but I wasn't too bad in juniors. But um, yeah, they all went past. Well, it, it proved uh, you know your, your career started you know pretty well considering you you won that flag very early. Probably I think it was your third year in 2008. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you held a record for the most marks in AFL Grand Final for probably a good t- 11 years. Yeah, I need to audit that too. I need to audit that until Nick, Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes got it. Nick Haynes beat me. Every single one of my marks was forward of the footy. Yeah, he got a lot of behind the ball, didn't he? It needs to be audited. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was a stupid little record that I had, which was funny because... Every time I'd go out, I definitely dusted that off. I would be all telling all everyone, everyone if I had. I wasn't good marks. at too many things. Look, moving on. Obviously, Hawthorne, uh, you spent a fair chunk of your career there. But um, as you know, a WA-focused podcast. How did you? Well, tell us a story about moving over to WA. Obviously, the trade that transpired yeah. between Hawthorne and West Coast. Uh, so I knew nobody in WA. I knew Scotty Wood through Joel, who I mentioned. Did I even mention Joel was in that under eighteen? You did, mate, a couple okay. of times. Yeah. So. Um, I was coming to Fremantle, and I was flown over by Freo to um, <laughs> flown over by Fremantle to um, do fitness tests, and then hopefully sign with them. They sort of into me for about ten or twelve weeks during that season, twenty thirteen. And when I got over, Ross Lyon didn't turn up, which was um, interesting because the coach wasn't there. I was like, oh no, I think they're off me now. Anyway, put me through all their, their their steps that they needed to sort of trade for. Me. I was a free agent, so I could just turn up. And anyway, I was so flat. I was as flat as a pancake. And they sent me to Subie from Fremantle for a scan on my leg because I had, a, had had a leg injury for a couple of years. And whilst I was there, I text Adam Simpson, who was just appointed coach of West Coast, in at Subie, obviously. And he goes, oh, mate, just pop in and have a look. Have a look how big my office is as mates more than anything. Um, and he goes, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm here with Frio, um, doing my thing, da-da-da. And by the time I'd left West Coast, just chilling out, I'd, um, I'd signed with West Coast. Went and had the scan for Fremantle, and then got the Uber to the got the Uber to the airport on Fremantle. So Freo paid for me to be there, paid for my scans, paid for my flights, paid for the hotel room, and I ended up signing with West Coast on the trip. So you'd probably walk away going, "Look, that's a pretty good, um, you know, outcome for you." Considering uh, I know you, you're good mates with uh, a lot of those West Coast boys, and there's lifelong friendships. Obviously, our friend Fraser McInnes, uh, mm-hmm. we are mates with. Uh, too, and I'm sure he was happy that you did sign with West Coast as well. So shout out to Fraser McInnes. I'm sure he's definitely listening to this podcast. Um, you know, great, uh, gradually going on through your, your West Coast career, obviously you played in that 2015 grand final against uh, Hawthorne. Was that, was that weird for you doing that? Um, no, it wasn't because I thought we were going to win. <laughs> um, uh, I obviously had some mates still there, obviously. But uh, no, I honestly thought because we bashed them in the first final. So I was looking forward to rubbing salt in their wound. But um, we made a fool of ourselves that day. So uh, unfortunately, the grand final track record was not great. Won one, lost two, and missed one with injury. So um, yeah, not great. But uh, it was a little bit weird. They were pretty respectful. Um, but to be honest with you, in the end, and you hear it long way when you finish playing footy, you only speak to four or five of them when you finish anyway. I suppose the positives I can take out of your career, you did win me money on first goal in the 2012 grand final. Yeah, I did. You snapped one from about 30, yeah, 30 or goal. so out. It was a good uh, goal. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but I, actually, the funny thing was my mates from school ended up going and they had to pay 400 bucks for the ticket. And they all had 10 bucks on me to kick the first goal at 50 to 1. 
Um, so five minutes in the game, they end up with 500 in their pocket, paid their parents back for the ticket because their parents paid for their tickets to go see it and um, kept the 100 for the night out. So they're walking away pretty happy. So moving on from basically towards your, uh, the end of your career, you've um, you know, you obviously had a few injuries, a lot of with your shoulder and, and your calf, um, and then you did end up deciding on the bench, I think, for an East Perth game that you just thought, this is, this is it. Um, obviously, a very tough decision to, to hang them up when you're still 20, 29, Eight, 28. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, I, I think I'd done. Uh, I hurt my calf in the 2012 grand final, as mentioned, and I had it injected by the doctor. And injecting soft tissue is not probably a medical practice that you'd want to preach, but to win a grand final, you win that grand final, it's the best decision of your life. You lose and miss the grand final the year after, you look like a fool. But um, yeah, um, I, I reckon I'd done maybe 30 calves, 40 calves. Um, through that period, and I was done, mate. My brain was in a different world, and um, yeah, you miss opportunities, miss a flag. I would have been thirty in twenty eighteen, so maybe could have hung on there if I had a healthy body. But but that's life. So um, yeah, yeah, I maybe wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So um, that's life. You miss the opportunities, uh, but mate, by the time twenty eight, I know I was a bit young, but. Um, Sometimes you've got to look after not only your legs, but I've, I actually can't feel my foot, my right foot at the moment. So um, your body gets a bit cooked. And um, now I packed up, and I wasn't even. I was, it was the biggest load of weight off my shoulders, calling it quits. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And I suppose you you landed a, a really good job with you know on the radio talking uh, a bit of shit, which is <laughs> you're pretty good at uh, from from a lot of sources I've been told. Um, and you've been with them for a fair several years now, but I think one of the biggest, uh, you know, coups for um, Amos football was you heading down to uh, West Coast Cowan, um, as they were known um, back then. Just give us a bit of insight into how you got down there and what your role was. Yeah, so Rose is a coach, West Coast Cowan from Ballarat. So he was my age, Vic Country again. Uh, and randomly when I finished, I, I didn't know him. Um, and he really just hit me up and said, mate, would you come and help us out down at West Coast Cow? And I used to live on Hale Road in um, Wembley Downs there. And um, Trevor Nisbet's um, boys, um, Toddy and Brad, play there. Brad's won a couple of league medals. Um, and they're family friends with my wife. So I used to go down there before I even knew anything really about the MOs and who, which team was which, uh, and have a couple of beers and sit on the hill and watch West Coast Cow and then. So... Uh, when Ro rang and said, would you ha- come down and help out? I was more than happy to, but uh, unfortunately now my time, commitments at work and, and stuff and kids and sort of holds that. I love getting down there, but you know, I miss all trainings and stuff now. And if I can get to a game or two or five, it's, it's, it's a bonus. But my phone just texts then saying, can I get involved in the fundraiser? Um, can you buy a number on the wheel and all that sort of stuff? So absolutely love it. But yeah, I ended up down there. It's funny, when, when you move from a, a different state eight years ago, I didn't know anyone, as I mentioned you jump into an MO footy club and all of a sudden you've got, you know, kids that are 18, um, blokes that were 30, blokes on the mines, blokes, you know, lawyers. You've got the biggest different array of people who, you know, take you in and, um, you know, still to today during cricket season we catch up, all that sort of stuff. So it's great. Yeah, I suppose uh, that would tie it back to, you know, that, that country footies we were speaking about before. Amos football I've known, well, since I've joined it in 2014, it's grown every year and the popularity of it, mm. um, it's becoming huge. And people are speaking about it. That's why we've, you know, created this this podcast because of the love for amateur football. Um, 
And from the West Coast Cowan camp, Brent Luckman actually uh, messaged into to the podcast. He's a huge fan of the podcast, and you, you know Brent fairly yeah. well, Zave. And he actually yeah. calculated your stats because you did play two games, I believe, for yeah. West Coast Cowan. Before you comment on them, he calculated uh, about six touches, a couple of marks, and I think one goal, four, and an out the full across yeah. both games. Yeah. So Brent Luckman was the captain. He's the captain. Uh, and he had two opportunities to get promoted to A grade, and he choked both times. So yep. um, Brent Luckman should spend more time uh, focusing on getting back up to A grade and less time ramming me for my disposals. But um, no, nah, that's obviously a joke. Lucky's a ripper. But yeah, I love playing the two games, and my back's no good, so that's the issue. Um, but I think I committed to playing a couple of um, a couple of C grade games, so uh, I'll get down there and play them with the lads uh, in a couple of weekends that I get off. So, did, did they order you a, a custom kind of jumper to make sure it fits, you know, just nicely? No, they wrapped me in the banner. <laughs> with the banner we run through, I ran out with a shirt on, and then they wrapped me in it. Um, but yeah, no, I'll play C grade maybe a couple of games. So, but I love spending time down there. You're right, Mo Footy. Anything where uh, money's not involved. And it's done on passion is, is is wonderful. It makes things work. Don't get me wrong. Does anyone want to run the water bottles for the A grade, or does anyone want to clean up the change rooms at the end of the game? Probably not. But I don't know. It's just leveling. It's grounding. Um, everyone has to do it. It's buy-in. It's culture. Uh, I think that's the best thing. Exactly right. Summed it up perfectly there, Zave. I think this reason we do have a lot of volunteers and a lot of people come down and play um, in their amateur leagues is for the love of it and the love of it, and that's why. Um, every year we do see the competition growing uh, and going strength by strength. So, Zave, we really appreciate your time on the podcast um, this evening. Uh, we Hopefully we can see you down at a few West Coast Cowan games um, and around the traps. Maybe come watch me play at uni, watch me turn the ball over a few times if you've got the Mate, you're the assuming time. you're going to get a kick. I've been there once and you didn't have any, so... No, I haven't been there at all. Mate, and you do a wonderful <laughs> job. Now, I will say um, you do a wonderful job for the MO football doing this stuff, but also president of your footy club. Uh, you're busy as anything and it's great I love it appreciate it Zave thank you for coming on absolutely awesome to have a special guest um, a great man Xavier Ellis we appreciate his time uh, but now back to the good stuff Cal um, back to you know the, the people that yeah, really yeah. matter is, yeah. is me and yourself um, <laughs> and obviously people have been hanging out for this point of the pod to hear from Wally Box so Let's hear what you've got this week. You can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. Oh, another, I'm really excited. Wally Box took off last week. You know, it's, it's been a lot better. The reception's been awesome. I can't believe it. it. The questions are coming in. Keep sending them in. We're really, really excited. Our first one comes from Brad out at Cool which we're, we're like, this video, we're going to put up on the socials, aren't we, Jake? We've got to get it up there, yeah. Yeah, so last year's grand final... Uh, cool up Cats versus Secret Harbour. Look, this point in the game, I think they were fo- Secret Harbour five or six points up, and were, this bloke was running into an open goal. And this defensive effort, this is what you love to see. It kind of looked like a bit of a, a Donkey Kong punch rather than a tackle, mm. but it was a chase down effort. I mean, and they ended up going on to win the grand final. Cool up, that's massive. And considering uh, they've been smashed by eighty points in the first semi. 
to come back and win the grand final. I mean, that's that sort of turnaround just doesn't happen, does it, Jake? It, it doesn't. And Cal, probably for your own you know knowledge and what you can get out of this podcast, that's what they call forward pressure. <laughs> so that's attack on the forward fifth. You're actually able to do that. I think he's come um, from the wing, though. So, so it's, so not, it's <laughs> not all about kicking goals. It's, it's also the, the defensive, trust, defensive trust side of thing. That's, uh, that's, I'll take that on board, Jake. That's good. But it is. we're going to put this video up. It is, it is a great moment. And... Guys, please send your videos in because we're, we're pretty keen to get a bit of airtime into anyone across the Perth Football League. So that's a good way to start Wally Box. Do you agree, ja- Jake? That's a great way to start Wally Box. And, and I've just opened up uh, all the mail that's that's come in and we've been swamped this week. Um, and Cal, um, you did have an interesting question from one Hayden Marchetto. Yeah, Hayden Marchetto. You know, he's, he's probably our, uh, you know... He's an old friend, Hayden, is he? Or is he, or is he, a, or is he still our good friend? He's still our good friend. Still our good friend. Okay. <laughs> he said, Hayden Marketo said, Jake, is it true during the summer month you indulge in just a little bit too much of the Dirty Bird, aka KFC, and filmed season eight of Married at First Sight under your regular alias, Bryce? Have you seen this Bryce bloke, Jake? I have been sent this photo by, I reckon, almost 10 people. Um, I get uh, my mate Josh sends me a video every time. He was a big fan of Married at First Sight, and he sends me a video of this Bryce character every night, Yeah, and it's just it's non-stop. Um, and I don't know whether it's a compliment um, or a dig at me. Um, look, look, I'm looking at Bryce now. It, it, it's, it's a pretty good lookalike. You know, you need these like sort of spectacles to to throw on, but it's not something I'd be proud of either. Like, oh, look, I'm not proud of it. Not not the greatest content by Hayden. Yeah. Uh, I know he's a big fan of the show, and he, yeah. he's probably missing us a fair bit. So yeah, that's probably that's... why he's trying to you know get back at us. We are give, we are giving him a bit of time, but Hayden, look, we're probably going to ask. You know, let's let's be better if we can next week. Do you agree with that? Yeah, let's be better. Just maybe have an extra five minutes to really think about the question and see if you you think it's worth asking. And also, like, are you a Dirty Bird fan? Do you get into the Mate, KFC? I, I'm not a big KFC yeah, man. Really? I don't think I've had KFC for a good four or five years, but I'm more of a Red Rooster. Yeah, um, yeah River Sub Combo. Yeah, I'm a sweat, um, that's I'm definitely, a sweat roll combo. Definitely the way to go. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Jake, we've got a couple of questions here, and I'm really, really, in, like, these are these are good. These will probably make you think, and hopefully it makes our listeners think as well. Or you know, it generates a bit of excitement. So, a couple of what's better, what is better, and why? Can I throw this to you? Jake? You can throw them at. All right, so we can do, we can generate a bit. Chat. What's better and why? Getting someone holding the ball, or lacing someone out, as in hitting that target on the run, maybe a forward coming at you. What's better? Yeah, I, I guess it's situational as well Ooh, because yeah, on, on yeah. one hand, if it's uh, on a members' day, like a round one, and you get someone holding the ball in the wing in front of the crowd, oh. love love that. Can't say I've done it too many times <laughs> in my footballing life, but great, that, that great feeling. But lacing someone out like a forward, because yeah. um, I don't really drift too far into the front half of the ground, but if I am able to hit up a forward, which is often a rare, yeah. rare occurrence for me... That's also really good. I'm probably just going to go with uh, holding the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. Love, I love pinging someone holding the ball. That is Because it makes you look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and, and you're applying pressure and doing team things, oh, which, is, team which, things. Is, which is important. I'm probably going to say that you're lacing someone out. Cal. I do. Well, I can, lacing something, someone out is something I can actually do regularly. That's my role at half forward. You know, mm. You've got to be able to hit targets. But I have got, got someone holding the ball a couple of times. 
in my career. Just a couple, though. And it is a fantastic feeling. It is really good. A chase down tackle is pretty good. So, look, I, I think getting someone holding the ball is just... That's a sp- and you've got to do it crowd side. There's no point doing it over the other side of the crowd, but no one can see it. That's just silly. What's the point of that? All right, what's better and why, Jake? A big mark, a big absolute hanger, or a big snagger roll? Well, you could probably guess this one, but Cal, <laughs> any, any defender that says they don't prefer a big goal is a complete liar. Yeah. Um, I reckon you, you did mention Cole Halligan kicked seven in, in one game on the weekend. Yeah. I honestly can tell you I don't reckon I've kicked seven goals since I started playing at, uh, at uni, and that's no joke. Um, it's very rare. Like, I kicked one against you in the preseason, and I almost ran off. And you got it, and I've seen that, that footage we, we need to get up as well of you kicking a set shot. I'll see if I've got it on me, mate. I don't <laughs> know if I've got it on me. <laughs> but, but about 50 out, you've definitely got the ability. You've got I'll to find a way up yeah, there. It's just, I just got to, oh, I got a 50 metre penalty, so that's the only reason I got up there. So I just need to obviously get a bit of a standing rule, get some, you know, rubber the green there. But, oh, mate, big goal big every goal. day of the week. What about you? I, I love a big. I love a big goal. Again, something like I've, I've never really taken a big. You might have taken a big sort of courageous mark, Jay. Like I've never been no. a, like a big hanger. Mark, yes, courageous, probably not. <laughs> so I'm going to go the big goal. There's nothing better. And I, look, I, I'm a big. You know, I like a. It's fair to say I like a little bit of look at me, look at me action at times. So after a big goal, usually comes a big celebration, and and the boys get around you. So you, you got to lean towards that, don't you? I think you got it. Okay. This yeah. is this is a little bit off. This is a little bit off top. These are the ones I prefer. Those these ones. Are, these are this is a little bit different. But you know what's what's better and why? A pre-game feed, a good pre-game feed, or a good post-game feed. Especially after we just discussed yeah, papers. And... I, I thought about this pretty hard because uh, I love I love a good feed. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for a post-game feed. Like a, there's nothing better than after a tough day's footy. Just tucking us something at the footy club, we love it. But I think I've always struggled with what I have pre-game. I can never get it right. I used to try and have a, a subway, you know, kind yeah. of eleven o'clock to to fit in for the the two forty game. But I've never found that right balance. So I'd probably say trying to have a good pre-game feed um, is well, my preference. But I, I haven't actually found. So if any if anyone's got some suggestions, I was going to send that out there because I'm a, I'm a notorious for. A, Notorious as soon as the mouth guard in, or if we're doing the warm up, there's a little chunder that happens no matter yeah. what time I eat. So. But I, I'm very cautious about what I eat. I haven't found the right formula. So if yeah. anyone wants to, we, we figure need to out. we need to hear from you. Yeah. Send in any ideas or anything you got for a pre-game feed into the Wally box because we want to discuss that. How good's a good post-game, post-game feed? Oh, pretty good though. Are you a post-gamer or a pre-gamer? Well, yeah, I. So my pre-game feed is actually a large breakfast, like almost a nine thirty. A huge one, like yeah. you know, probably as big as you get, and that usually gets me through with, you know, a bit of fruit, a bit of a couple of grapes or something in between there. But mate, you, you, like it's there's a few fast food establishments around the South Perth area that you know, after a game is you just got to go through on your way back to the club. It's honestly just, you know, the old ultimate double whopper with cheese is, is one of my favourites, <laughs> one of my go-tos. That's usually a reward after I've actually got a kick. No, Hello, Daniel O'Sullivan. If you're uh, if you're listening to this, Cal doesn't treat his body like a temple, so might be down the twos next week. <laughs> or the other a sweat roll combo when I've probably played you know played a little bit ordinary. You know, it's probably the healthier option. You know, chicken roll from uh, from Red Rooster. All right, mate. This is probably more for you than for his mate. Although I do we do assist now um, with the ground pack down, but uh, well, we do both actually is in the in the top side, but. Um, What's better, 
the ground set up in the early morning or the ground packed down after you played in the, at the end of the day? Mate, I've done many of both. Um, and I'd probably say I'm more of a ground packed down fan. Yeah. Um, some might believe that, some might not. <laughs> I think uh, when the season gets in that kind of round eight to round 11 range, the real grind of the season <laughs> when it's, you know, a little bit, a little bit wet, a bit cold, cold. I think I'm going to really enjoy my mornings a lot more and just kind of doing what yeah. I want. Um, it's pretty easy just to... Because you've got everyone there in pack down. Like, yeah. the boys are all walking off, so you can easily get a few of the boys to grab some cold pads and whatnot. But, yeah, I've, I think once, uh, you know, June, July, August comes around, um, that's the that's the time that you want to be kind of tucked away in bed yeah. and just, you know, chilling out before before you go. Grand setup's always tough as well, especially on those windy days. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Losing backflipping market. Many, many hands make light work, and that's why it's important. You know, if you can, if you can assist your volunteers at the club, all the boys get out there, pack down the ground, or help set up in the morning. It's pretty, it's pretty important stuff. Everyone gets gets on board. You don't want to be doing it on your own, do you, Jake? Absolutely not. And that's that's why we love our volunteers, and and we love people who get involved with the footy club. Um, that's it. That, that's, that's all I've got for Wally Box. That's Jake. that's that's a very box, you know, clean cut. Um, Wally box and look it's only only up from here we can only improve yeah. um, and, and we we uh, will say again please get in your questions because there were some ripper questions that came through um, for this week's pod but you know anything and everything stories questions videos, yarns, videos send them through I because we put, want to get them up on yeah socials. I want to put out to the I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to name and shame I want I want to go after the Kingsway Football Club I remember last week's episode, I mentioned the best thing I've seen on a football field, Jake, was Ben McCauley's mark. Yep. That game was videoed. We need to get that footage. That is one of the, that is the best mark I've ever seen. So if there's anyone at Kingsway's, you know, you've got your old floppy disk there or you've got it saved somewhere, we need to see that video. Rowan Brooks, sort it out, mate. I know there's someone you can speak to there. But I've, I've, I've made a pledge to Ben that we're going to try and find that footage, even if I have to speak about it every week. So please, anyone at Kingsway, send it in. Obviously... We've got our email, our Gmail account, perthfootypodcast at gmail.com. Please send in any questions, any stories. You know, we want to hear your furfies. We want to, we want to put as much mayo as you can onto these sort of stories. We'll speak about it on the pod, won't we, Jake? That is exactly right, Cal. And look, that'll probably do us for episode two. Um, great start to the, the season so far. Um, of the pod and, and we're looking forward to continuing every week as you said getting those yarns in Cal who do you have this week yourself mate we've got Scarborough reigning premiers, reigning at, premiers. at home well, there'll, so. be, there'll be a bit, a bit of feeling in that one yeah, between you and Scarborough yeah, yeah you know my old football club so hopefully you know um, can manage to get a kick or a couple more kicks than what I did against uni brilliant that'll be good Cal if you can uh, able to affect the stat shape we'll wait and see <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Remember, follow the Perth Footy Podcast on Instagram. Get down to your footy this weekend and get local. Thank you, Cal.